Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Mother Industrialist live show where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting, and life. So um, I'm Kenneth, the host, and today is episode seven. And today I have this really awesome lady. Uh, she's someone that I met about a year ago uh, in the seminal, and we just got connected uh, because of our business. There's a lot of synergy, and uh, she's so uh, she's a phenomenal lady. She's someone that I respect a lot, and uh, she's a founder and CEO of Proof Perfect Private Limited, and she's. Uh, she's hello, hello, everybody! Uh, welcome to Mother Industrialist no. Live Show, where we talk about. So today, I'm really, really blessed and um honored to have her on on my live show, and she's none other than Ange Dog. Welcome, hi Ange. Thank you, Ken. Hi, welcome. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. So, uh. So meantime, before we start, there's a tradition. Uh, before we kickstart the show, uh, because every guest at the end of the show they get to post the question of the day. Mm. So um, so this question is being posted to the audience and also to the next guest. So mm. are you ready for the question of the day? Okay, shoot. Yeah. So mm. the question of the day is: What is your secret in maintaining your work-life balance? So and she will give some thought to it while I go on to live and see uh, if we are connected uh, successfully and also if our sounds are good. Is it all right? Yeah. That's give fine. some time to think about it. Okay. Okay. So this question is being posted to the audience. Okay, checking. Nice, good. Okay. Loud and clear. Okay, good to go. Okay, so Ange, are you ready for your answer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, how to achieve a work-life balance? Obviously, it's it's very challenging. It's <laughs> a lot of people struggle with. I think for me, um, when I had a home office, when I was working from home, I found it very difficult to um, separate mm. um, work and home life. I was constantly in my home office. Um, so I, I would recommend... Um, having a separate office somewhere else mm -hmm. not at home so that you can sort of have that dividing line mm. um and then you know when you go home that's it you're at home and your your focus is on your family mm. um, rather than work so that would be my best advice wow Try to have it at home if you can so basically you just uh, separate the you just divide uh, the time mm. And it's yeah. work, is work, family, family. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that's why even like in, in different places, it would be good, like having an office and... Mm. Mm. Somewhere where you can physically separate the two mm. um, so that you, you have that dividing line that tells you, okay, you're going to have the discipline, then shut off <laughs> and spend time with your family. That's good. That's good. Thanks, Edge. And now we can kickstart our show. So... Um, so how I get to know Ash, uh, like I said, we the seminar, uh, we got connected because I do marketing, I do creative, uh, she's uh, she's doing content marketing, and um, maybe Ash, you can share with us why um, that's a, uh, it's like you call yourself the content fairy godmother, because it's really interesting, and um, so can, you can just explain to us and share with us what is that? The, the, the whole uh, reason of being a, a content fairy godmother, what does it mean? Okay. Um, I think over the years, as I've been running my business, um, 
I've kind of been known for my clients mm. as someone who I'm not just a, like in the early days, not just a copywriter mm -mm. that just delivers a service and then that's it, forget about it. Mm. I actually um, take a lot of time with my clients. I, I really make sure that I'm, I'm looking after them. Mm -mm. Um, so is that whole idea of nurturing, helping, and then casting that magic spell, I guess, mm. as well over the, the work. Mm. Um, and then as I, as I lost my hair color, <laughs> <laughs> then that sort of whole persona sort of came up. Oh, she's the, the godmother. Mm. The, the godmother. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a kind of a combination of mm. uh, things that happen over time mm. and the fact that I, I, I tend to be quite nurturing by nature. So mm -mm. it's the first side of me wow. as well. So, um, yeah, that's how that all came about. Wow, wow, that's cool. Because the, the, the first time uh, when, when I got to know that um, this title, like the content fairy godmother, I, I, I feel that it's, it's you. It's basically you. <laughs> and, and because of the hair color, because you're very prominent, even in the seminal, I can spot you from afar. <laughs> and, uh, and also because your personality uh, is really because your laughter is very contagious mm -hmm. and really love talking to you. And you are always open and um, coming out with a lot of ideas. And maybe, Ange, can you do a short introduction about yourself and mm -hmm. uh, to, to the audience who, are, um, who have seen you for the first time? Uh, maybe just a short introduction and also share with us what were you doing prior to your business? Mm -hmm. And maybe talk more about your business at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as I say, um, my name's Ange Dove. I'm uh, from the UK, but I've been in Singapore for 25 years. Wow my home. <laughs> uh, I'm married locally and I have uh, two children who, when I started my business and the reason really I started my business so that I could work from home to look after them when they were very young. Mm -hmm. um, they are now 19 and almost 18 years wow. old. So time has <laughs> gone by, I have to say. Um, so yeah, so I, I set up the business. I run Proof Perfect, mm -hmm. uh, which is a content marketing agency. We've been going for 15 years and we service um, corporate clients, helping them to elevate their branding um, and their communications mm. and sales online and in print. So we do both. Uh, the business has transitioned over the years. Mm. Um, we've had to keep up with the times, um, mm. moving on to different platforms, different ways of marketing, yeah. ways of getting to people and how they consume information. Um, so yeah, that's that's really what I do mm. on a daily basis. What was your second question? What, what were you doing pyro oh, to okay. all this before uh, starting the business? Right. Um, yeah. So as I said, I come from the UK, and when I uh, my first job was working in a bank, so I was working mm. in the corporate field for eight years, and then I decided to um, take a break and go and see the the far east and have mm -hmm. an adventure. Um, so I came over to Singapore um, on an 18-month contract to teach mm. English. And um, really the plan was just to stay here for 18 months and then go back to England. But I just loved it so <laughs> here. Um, just loved everything about Singapore. And then I just renewed contracts. Things kept mm. going. So I was teaching for basically 12 years here, um, various schools, and I had my children. And uh, then it became quite a challenge for me to, um, in a particular place where I was teaching, to teach. I sort of had two teaching jobs at the same mm. time. Um, so to teach and to do the administration for this school, I was doing the syllabus design mm. for it as well. And I had two very young children at the time, 
newborn, mm-hmm. you know, just like a few months old, and, and my toddler. So it was very stressful for me mm-hmm. to handle this. Um, and I was just working too far too hard. So I needed to find a solution. Um, and really, at this stage, writing had become a passion for me. Mm-hmm. It was always something that I'd love I loved to do mm-hmm. when I was younger, when I was at school. And um, I remember my English teacher saying to me, um, oh, Angela would be very happy just to, to while away her days <laughs> writing. <Right? laughs> so I think it was always there. I just never really used it. Uh, I never had a, a chance to use it, I guess, or I didn't consider hmm. it. Um, but actually starting a business was something that I would never, ever, ever have imagined doing when I was in the UK. Hmm. Um, it just wasn't something that I saw as possible. I didn't know anybody that ran a business that just wasn't part of my circle. It wasn't my, hmm. my lifestyle. That was something other people did. Um, so, yeah, I, I really didn't really consider it. But living in Singapore, I actually found that a lot of my friends, a lot of the people that I was surrounding myself with were business owners. So hmm. it was something that it was, okay, well, if they can do it, then I can do it too. Um Although I don't think it was ever really a conscious decision. I just mm. wanted to work from home. Mm. Um, so I set up the business. I registered a, a, a sole proprietorship first, mm. um, work, working from home. And I got some clients. I was doing copywriting for clients. Um, and, and, and then it just got too busy. Mm. Uh, I, I was surprised at the demand for the work. Um, and I, you know, without really any effort or without any marketing, really, mm. which I don't know how I got the clients, but I did. <laughs> and so I got too busy and ended up having to rent an office mm. and um, hire staff to help me. Um, so I couldn't work from home anymore. Mm. And actually, going back to what I said earlier, the, the advice earlier, when once I did that, um, it was very scary at first to do that. Mm. So, so, all right, I've got responsibility for staff. I've got to pay some people's salary and I've got to pay the rent. These are like fixed costs that I've got to meet every month. How am I going to do that? So that was scary at the beginning. Um, But really you find as you set up a business, you sort of develop in milestones and what was a challenge at the beginning. You you know, now I look back on paying a thousand dollar rent and Mm -hmm. I wish I could now <laughs> yeah. if I could find an office that was big enough that I could pay a thousand dollars but at the time at that stage that initial stage that was a big scary move mm. to actually move into an office yeah um, yeah but looking back at like, like now as I said to be able to, to pay a thousand dollars would be wonderful <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 that is that is precisely um why I when I hear your story and that's why I, I approach you and say, oh, can I, Ange, uh, can I have the honor to uh, invite you to be interviewed and share your story in my book, uh, Mother Industrialist. So maybe you can share that my book is over here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. So, so Mother Industrialist uh, is um, to share with a lot of mothers, um, especially for those who are looking for a way out and how to perfect uh, the balance between motherhood and business success. And in my book, uh, Ange is one of them that I interviewed out of the 20. And uh, she basically comprises, like like she has shared, that like her passion is writing. And she finds that there's a purpose uh, for her clients uh, to, to uh, get, uh, 
to engage her for copywriting and at the same time she she can build a business earning income from there and at the same time she also can um uh, balance and uh, live life on her own terms and spend time with her children and because uh, she she didn't expect that the demand got got so overwhelmed that she has to uh, start hiring people and this is something that um uh that's why for her and also a part of it she became my partner and i'm so uh, glad that because i see that she embodies um the the three pieces i talk about talk about in my book which is passion profit and purpose so in her business it comprises of these three pieces and last but not least is uh, the last piece that i came out recently which is parenting because uh, for a mom you know uh, having these three pieces plus parenting it just embodies and Ange just embodies these three pieces and and that's why um in my book uh there's a chapter um that she's the aspiration uh for a lot of mothers i feel that is is a very great example and at the same time because she has been doing the business for 15 to 20 years and she has evo- her business has evolved over time and because I've been in, in the parenting industry, I've seen, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, mompreneurs. Uh, when I see, see them um, doing business, it's not easy to, to do at least 10 years. But for Ash to really pass through 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and now she's evolving. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for her to share with uh, a lot of audience who even, even though you're not a mom, you're an entrepreneur watching this show, um, do listen to her and maybe as you can share with us how how do you stay like to, today our topic is uh, how to build a business that is still relevant over time and for for you to, to share with us you are the best person to share with us so what are the various uh, methods or ways or what are the things that you do to stay relevant over time especially right. in the past 15 20 years yeah i think uh one of the best pieces of advice i think i can give any business owner starting off hmm is you really have to understand what it is that you provide as a a service uh, for your customers. What is it that you really do um, that sustains over time? Um, So uh, as an example, I can give Kodak as a a classic Mm. example. Kodak are now no longer around as film developers. Mm. uh, And that's what they were known as. Now they had a fantastic tagline. um, Can't remember what it was now. something about capturing the moment or something. I can't remember what it was. Someone mm. will tell me. <laughs> but anyway, the tagline was perfect. Mm. And the tagline would um, go with them whatever transition they made. Um, so as they moved over, or as the world moved over from um, film mm. to digital um, photographs, Kodak didn't really make that transition. But yeah. the tagline that they had would have still fit had mm. they made that transition. Mm. And so their tagline really said what they did, which was mm. basically capturing these precious moments. Mm. Um, so on, no matter what method you use to capture, you're still capturing those moments. So um, that transition over to digital print could have been quite easy. Mm. Uh, and they would still have been relevant uh, that they didn't do that. So it's really understanding what it is you actually really do. Mm. So for us, it's helping businesses to get ready, get seen, get business. Mm. And um, in the early days, when I first started the business, the internet was just starting off. (laughs) People weren't really doing internet marketing um, and everything was on print. So everything we were writing for 
was usually for corporate companies and it was brochures, mm. occasional web page, but it was mainly focused on print mm. marketing, print material. Um, but obviously, as the world moved on to digital, and mm. uh, we got on Google, changed all the goalposts, yeah. <laughs> now you get found online and, mm. and, uh, and things, we had to move with the time. So we had to develop how do we market in an online environment? So yep. it was going back to the drawing board, really relearning mm. um, and, and really focusing on that so we could help our clients in the online world as well mm. as the offline. Yep. So what we're doing is still the same thing. It's mm. just a platform and, and there are different things to take into mm. consideration when you're marketing online and, and different tools to learn. Mm. Uh, another thing we did was... Um, using a really harnessing technology. So mm. as I said, when we first started out, I recognized that I wanted like a CRM system, mm. a customer relationship management mm. system to, yep. to capture my customer's data. Um, but in the early days, they were really expensive. Yep. Uh, we made some inquiries and they were charging us for <laughs> the consultation, right? You see how small our business is, right? <laughs> but it was really nothing for small businesses at that stage. And mm. then when apps came out, the cloud came out, mm. everything changed. And there were just, there's nowadays, there's, there's so many apps for everything yes. you possibly need to run a business. So we just grabbed onto all of those and, and really used them to, to um, increase our productivity, mm. uh, project management software, CRM, email marketing, you know, you name it, we've, we've got it on the cloud. <laughs> so really harnessing technology to make life easier for you, definitely. Mm. I recommend doing that. Uh, and then the other thing is, as I say, still keeping relevant over time is not stopping uh, and just staying complacent yeah. with what you have. You've always got to be looking at what's going on around you. So when I very first started, uh, if you Googled a copywriter in Singapore, I was mm. probably the only person that came up. Wow. There's a couple of other freelance writers, but I was so the, yeah, the pioneer. <laughs> the pioneer. There's the first copywriter <laughs> agency in Singapore. Um, that's not true today. Um, mm you Google and there's a lot of competition out there. So it's just making sure that you're aware of mm. what's going on and not just thinking things are always going to be the same because they won't, everything changes, yes. everything always changes. And then um, another thing is looking at different revenues of income as well. Just don't try not to just keep one, look mm. at other ways that you can um, monetize your business. Yeah. So what we're looking at now is going into so I'm harnessing the content fairy godmother persona mm. and I have another brand called Market Smart. So mm. we're looking now to educate small businesses on how to market themselves. Wow. So we're doing this kind of like DIY courses online mm. and consultancy services for that as well. So um, that's kind of that the next stage of the business um, evolution. Mm. So you've got to keep evolving. I'll say yeah, that's yeah. Cool, cool. So just now you were saying that uh, the market's smart, right? Is it available for everyone um, if they can log into your website? or? Um, it will be. We're still working out some mm. courses at the okay. moment. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, but it, it will be coming soon. Because it is, it's a very, very brilliant uh, way. And also mm. to, to help out a lot of um, maybe companies out there mm. for individuals. Um, it would be good um, to, to, to have this um, market smart available to them and uh, maybe when when it's out you can just uh, share it with me and i will just uh, update um, the, the audience uh, who especially for those who are entrepreneurs because it will be very very useful and yeah. um 
like you like and she was sharing on on Kodak and i can i can totally resonate with that because uh my family business we used to do film we, yeah, we yeah. it's like a photo we call it photoshop photo studio where right. we develop all the film the negative we call it negative mm. and we have to process that and that's where um we will have the the analog version which yeah. is all the um the the, the photos okay. being printed out yeah. and um my family business just just go through that that transition period uh, moving from analog to digital and it was hard it was really hard um because the, the machineries that we have to, to, to process the, the negative to even to print out the photos was very expensive which it was on lease and uh to transit that into digital because imagine um in the beginning if you, you still can remember the digital photography are still not advanced and they are not um not the, the pixels are not really very clear yet so if you can you can pull back all those photos back then you were like oh it's so it looks so terrible but it's because it's digital you yeah. can you can store a lot you can take a lot of photos mm-hmm. and um but because because the machinery is meant for analog mm-hmm. and if you want to to um to print digital you have to buy the digital machinery which is which because most of the machinery that we're having is still on leasing so we can't like sell it or we can't just uh, stop it it, it because it, it costs a lot and to buy the new machinery is going to be even more expensive mm-hmm. so in the end what we did is we hybrid the the machine so it kind of like you can do analog at the same time and digital mm-hmm. and and it breaks down a lot of time because of the hybrid because of the system and, and just go haywire and the system always break down and and that affected our business a lot mm-hmm. and because as digital it was moving so fast that within like in the span of like three three years three to five years the mm-hmm. whole business was like shrinking. Uh, my uncle's shops are shrinking. Uh, from from one big shop become they cut it hard because the rental also increasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then and everything was increasing and the demand and and because back then we were located at um neighborhoods and neighborhood a lot of people are not uh because it's an aging population and the na- neighborhood got older and uh the, the people. Uh, elderly do not like to take photos. I, I do not know why, and and hence that there wasn't any market. And yeah. at the same time, because there was a lot of digital photography studio coming out, they mm. do full full photography, uh, full digital uh photography, and it kind of, I can say, it kind of killed it. Mm. So after a while, now our family business is like Kodak, yeah, vanished. So I I totally feel it, and 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 you talk about um evolve with time. And that is one which is hard because uh, of technology moving so fast, and because whatever we have existing, uh, which is also hard to move because the the assets, the overheads, the 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 stuff, um, the uh the products and stuff like that is all there. Imagine we have a lot of film that is cannot be sold because moving all moving to into digital, so a lot of inventory is being stuck there. So it's not easy, like especially for yours. Moving from prints into digital, and because it evolved, and now I can say content marketing is the key to a lot of businesses, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you have online, you have now with social media, and now even uh for book or even for blog, you need all the writing, copywriting, you need all the content marketing, mm-hmm. and for marketers now because a lot of consumers now are much more educated. So that's where the content marketing comes, uh, the words that you use and and strategies and stuff like that. I I really, really um, you are really inspiring because from back then uh you started your business in the nineteen nineties and and through the dot com period uh went through 
uh, two two to three recession and your company is still still um make, making it good and being better and evolving and providing even more now even coming with uh, market smart and going online and 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 that, that's why um you are really a very good example uh like the aspiration for a lot of mompreneurs to move over time because a lot of businesses can't maybe survive the, the initial three to five years when they hit the recession they basically just go bust mm-hmm. and uh, that's why um really blessed for you to to share all these tips with us and um how is it uh, working from home like for you because uh, before the internet yeah uh, because you started your business before that and and uh, when when the internet comes in how is it um, beneficial for you in terms of your business when the internet comes okay now I, I, when I started my business the internet was there mm-hmm. so that was what enabled me to do it mm-hmm. um, so yeah it was it, I mean I wouldn't be able to run the business today without the internet yeah I'm used to being able to just email something straight away Mm. and even now I mean I think about the I suppose the frustrating time in the early days was like you had dial-in internet yeah (laughs) (laughs) a one MB file was almost (laughs) yes you can zap 20 MB in an email no problem right yes as you said, technology is always changing. It's making it easier, definitely, for sure. All right. Um, so I, I, I just thank God for the internet, basically. It's just... So, just so you cannot business. imagine without the internet, yeah, your business will not grow, yeah, will not I mean, be able to evolve. Yeah, I basically run my business from my laptop. Mm. Right? It's, it's, it's that convenient. Yes. And I can work from anywhere, basically, in that sense as well. Yeah, yeah. If I'm in the UK... Or if I'm traveling, I can still get in touch. I'm mm. online with uh, my staff, so mm. you know, with my team, so you know, I can I can keep on top of things. Yes, it's not yes. like you have to be stuck in one place all the all time. Right. You have freedom to move if you if you build your business that way. Yes, uh, yes. So that's the great thing about it. Yeah, and and why why do I bring it up? Because um, like we currently now for those who want to do their business because of the internet, we have the luxury, not like our forefathers our grandparents or even our parents they do not have all this um facility or internet or technology uh, mm-hmm. for them to really build a business so like like for you you can build a business from a laptop uh, from everywhere you you, you are with a and wi-fi as well sort of build a global business yes as um you know with uh with the cloud with uh, being able to connect to people mm world we we are not limited to just hiring in singapore we can use talents yes um all over the place really so, and that helps um in operating the business and keeping costs down as well because yes. you're using people when you need them and you don't mm. have those fixed overheads when you don't uh, and also you can you can hire from a, a vast array of talent yes um so we've we've worked very hard at um looking for partners that mm. really suit us and really work well and that we trust mm. and, uh, because that's important when you're delivering for your client you don't want to let your client down yes so you need to have um, vendors partners that are delivering mm. for you that will deliver on time that will deliver quality yep. quality is a big thing for for what we do mm, definitely definitely and and that's why um I, I want to share with a lot of audience and watching especially the mothers 
because um, a lot of mothers will have the myth that I do not have the time, I do have do not have the money, I do not have the resources, I do not have uh, maybe uh, the knowledge of this and that. In fact, like what you have have shared uh, to to outsource and also to tap on a lot of talent that is out there. You do not need to be the one doing up the web page. You do not be, be the one to write up the whole thing. Is yeah. that just that being resourceful, especially with internet, you can yeah. you can just uh, outsource and basically you just operate from there. You can be just coordinating uh, yeah. your business from A to B and just delivering the product. Yeah, I would say one of the. Um pieces of advice I would give mm. based on experience is decide what it is you, that you're good at doing yep. and do that and decide, make a list of things that you don't want to do, what you shouldn't mm. be doing because they're not really making money for your business yes. and outsource those or give yes. them, delegate them to somebody else and you concentrate on what you're good at doing. Um, yeah, In the early days, probably when you first set up, you mm. probably need to do a lot of it yourself. I know I did. I was wearing all the hats. <laughs> but then, you know, you, you can't do everything. So there's got to be a time when you decide, okay, I, I need to hire staff to help me do this. Yes. And nowadays as well, there's virtual assistants. Yes. And, and, and um, you know, I know people personally who are running mm. global businesses and they don't have a physical location that they yes. work from. It's all completely on the cloud. Yes, yes. It's just yeah. a great thing to do. That, that, that's amazing because uh, when... When, when you are um, very open and when you start learning all these things, like you were saying cloud, because a lot of business people that I know, they are still not using cloud. They feel that uh, the security and stuff like that. But that, that's the way to, to go when you want to upscale your business and, um, and also outsourcing. Like um, the, in, the, in the previous episode, uh, we talked about outsourcing and um, a lot of um, companies cannot surpass or uh, maybe to grow to a uh, global business, a global company. It's because they, 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 are, they are not willing to let it go. Mm. They want to take ownership. And, and when, like you also shared um, just now on, on tapping on your strength and magnifying your stress and focus on that rather than uh, focus on things that you are not uh, good at and it, it, it's not productive and it's not income generating. And it's not, it's, it's not the activities that, that is bringing in the income. Like for you, writing is is uh is your passion. Is something that is, uh, income generating. Because the more you write for your clients, the the better. So this is one uh that you are good at, and you should really focus. And maybe that that the admin administrative part that okay, maybe the the paperwork, the entries, or maybe the call, uh, receiving the call, uh, receiving emails. It can be always done by someone else. That is yeah. not uh your core main core business. Yeah. And you can always outsource, like like you have a assistant that's uh what uh helping you to go through the emails and stuff, which is which is brilliant, and so that you can focus on the things because, yeah, um, a lot of us we are we are not perfect. We we are we are really good at uh some areas. We are not really good. Yeah, and and the areas, good. sorry, you can't be good at everything. Yes, yes, yeah. That's the thing that that mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs, especially like when you say, when, when you start off, basically you have to do everything. Like you were sharing with me that um, you, when you research, receive your first call, you were like oh, reluctant to really pick up that call. And, uh, and I, I understand, understand that feeling because it's like, are you sure that someone is calling the office line or the direct line? And, and, but after that, you just pick up, you just, you just overcome the fear and just really pick up. And well, ever since from there, You've been picking up a lot of calls, getting a lot of assignment projects, and and uh, from there you 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 get to hire people. Mm. Yeah, in the beginning you still need to do all that. 
And, and I would say that was a, a big learning curve for me. As I, yep. said, I had no experience running a business. <laughs> I was a teacher before that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the hiring of staff mm. uh, is so important. It's critical that you have the right people. Um, and I, I really didn't understand that at the beginning, mm. I would say. And I made quite a lot of mistakes in, in, in that aspect. But now I have just such a fantastic team. Mm. And I've really learned how to hire and I've learned how to systemize the interviewing process, mm. uh, what questions to ask for different um, positions as well, yep. because you, you, you need different skills for different mm. positions and, and what to look for in terms of the way they answer questions mm. uh, and to identify the people that really will um, wow. add value. Um, so we've got a, a cracking team absolutely <laughs> fantastic but it took a long time to yes 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 definitely uh, that because was my learning curve. That was yes great. yes mm-hmm. but I, I i can see that you you enjoy the process and because now you have a very very awesome team mm-hmm. and that's why your business is growing and your mm-hmm. business has been evolving over time and staying relevant yeah i think it, it's um as well you when you have a good team Mm. Um, they take a lot of the stress away yes. and you don't want team members that are adding to your stress because <laughs> running a business is stressful yes. enough. You, you, you need the people who are going to contribute and help yep. and add value, yep. not those who are going to suck the energy out of you. Right. making hiring decisions is, is yes yes like like they always say uh teamwork make dream works yeah yeah <laughs> so now now um so and and there's there's something that I'm I'm always curious and the question that I want to ask you, which is mm-hmm. um because you started as a teacher, which is mm-hmm. a profession that a lot of our parents have been telling us, okay, be a teacher, be a doctor, be an accountant, be a lawyer, mm-hmm. and these are all profession, and uh it's deemed to us and our our parents as stable job, mm-hmm. or a uh, a job that's evergreen. Mm-hmm. So what is that that um desire or how was the transition like from teaching and all the way starting to the to starting your own business and now after 20 years to 15 20 years what was it like okay so <laughs> as i said when i i moved from the teaching to running a business i didn't see it in the beginning mm. as running a business because i just wanted to work from home and mm. pay bills that was yep. really um so i think in the early years i wasn't really running a business i was Mm-mm. just self-employing myself right mm. <laughs> um but then, as you know, when I got staff and um, really realized, okay, I've got a commitment to these people as well yeah. and to the expenses of the business, then, you know, you have to treat it more, more seriously. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so I got some mentors. Mm. I actually hired people to help me, to guide me through the mm. things I don't know. So I mm. say just be, be aware of what you don't know and be willing to learn from people that do. Mm. Um, so I did that. And then one of my mentors, I remember him asking me, so what, what did you do before you ran this business? And I said, I was teaching. And he just went out laughing. And he basically, I was like, okay, you've got a long way to go with that because teaching and, and running a business are two completely different things, yeah. so different skill sets. Um, but I would say, you know, it's, it's not impossible to learn. Mm. And um, if you have the passion for what you do, uh, that, that's the thing for me I just have such a passion for mm. what I do that I, I would not let this business not succeed yeah uh, stubbornness yeah. I don't know what <laughs> if this business was gonna 
was going to work and that yeah. was it i couldn't imagine anything else yeah so um yeah just getting help uh, learning from people who do know mm. uh, like for example from one of my mentors i learned how to systemize the business so just getting the 80% of the stuff that is automatic mm. just getting that um systemized mm. so that it takes the guesswork out of things like when i have new staff uh joining the company um they're onboarded with um training videos that i've mm. made wow uh, where they're they're aware of the culture of the company they're aware of the brand that we are and they're, mm. they're aware of how important they are in wow. delivering that brand experience to the customers every single person matters and every mm. person has a role wow so I've communicated that through a series of videos wow and giving um the teams as well very clear instructions like nobody likes to have to guess yes what they're supposed to do right, right. so giving them clear instructions that they can refer to in written form and what i've learned over time as well is mm. that no not everybody likes to read i love to read <laughs> and i don't particularly like watching videos uh-uh. but obviously other people do mm. so being able to communicate to your teams in both formats so i have written instructions down that they can follow if they just mm. want to open the folder and follow it. and i also have videos for different wow. times well so they can just watch and listen if that's the way they want to consume the information Uh I would say marketing as well that's that's the key as mm. well you need to be uh providing the content in a way that people are happy to consume. Yes. Mm. Wow, wow. That that's a great insight. I I guess I've never heard any company do what you do. Uh, doing a video uh sharing the culture of the company and even in 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 uh text form and word form and mm. that that just blow my mind and and I understand why what you say that uh, when you systemize thing because normally we we will relate systemizing on the processes of our our work but you even systemize the the HR part I should I should say that means mm-hmm. people coming in and that that is always the 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 troublesome part mm-hmm. because you like like in my all my previous uh, career jobs and I always have to face the the boss face to face Mm-hmm. and and sometimes it's the, the schedule that doesn't um doesn't match and imagine uh, i'm there for a week or two i've not met the manager right to brief me so right. when you systemize it it's just a brilliant idea i never thought of it i never hear anybody have shared and for those who are watching you are in 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 for a treat because these are things that that what uh, created a success for for Ange or for her business and yeah. how her business can evolve over time and and she's she's basically um increasing the productivity i should say that rather than focus because these are what we deem as non um non income generating activities yeah. but is also important because yeah. like what you say the company culture and it's coming from you and seeing you and uh seeing the the words that are the te- um the words and the instruction that's from you Hmm. It's it just make a very very strong um bonding I should say because you put up the effort to really do a video to let them see that okay who's the who's the boss who's the who's the CEO who's the founder and why is the why she started the whole company yeah yeah which which is I I, I don't know I I and 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 I understand why you have such an awesome team now because of all this culture with all this systemized and this just you just do it once. And you do not have to do it a lot of time and it can be duplicated unless you you have some updates but i guess these are all the 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 things that you can systemize and for those who are watching who are going to start your business do take note of this and do implement it and also you were sharing that um 
like the marketing, how to make it really care for your customer and really stand in their shoes and what do they re- actually need. And that's why like, like for you, your business can keep on going and evolving because our clients, the needs change over time. And for you, you are still able to cater for them over time from print to now into digital, into content marketing. And, and I'm, I'm really blessed to, to, to hear all this from you, which uh, uh, I, I guess the, the audience here, they are really having a lot of value from you, especially for those who are going to start or for those who are already started, started, have already started their business, they are able to, to learn a lot of things from you. So... That, that's a very, very good tip uh, that you have shared with us, Ange. And um, last but not least, um, before we end the show, because I uh, really thank, thanks for your time, uh, really blessed and uh, hearing from a, a lot of your stories. And for those who want to hear more about Ange, uh, do grab a copy of my book. Her story will be in, in my book. Okay. Yeah. So um, the book is uh, targeting to launch it in end of October. So after October, you'll be able to to have the physical book but now you can pre-order the book uh you can go uh, i'll post the link in the post and at the same time uh edge can you share with us how can we get connected with you how can the audience get connected with you okay you can uh go to uh, my company website mm. proofperfect.com.sg mm. yep or you can go to my personal website and dove.com Oh. And there's lots and lots of opportunities to fill in forms to contact. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So I will I will put all uh, all those links in the post too, and right. also to share. And before we end the show, um, this is to the tradition now, which is the question of the day. You get to post the question of the day to the audience mm-hmm. and also to the next guest. So um, have you have your question of the day? Right. Okay. Well, I think this will help in, uh, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm doing courses to help mm. uh, small business owners and startups mm. to market their business. Mm-mm. So I would say um, my question is, if you're to start a business, and you've never done one before, mm. and you've got to market your business, what is the, what is the biggest challenge for you in doing that? The biggest challenge too? What's the biggest challenge in marketing mm. um, in marketing your business for you? Okay, so what is the biggest challenge mm. in marketing mm. that you face in business? Mm. In your business? Okay. Yeah. That you face. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's 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 really something that I, I also have to think about it. <laughs> because although I'm a marketing consultant, I, I have to market my business too. And um, that's where um, I have to think, really think uh, about it really seriously. And also this question will be posted out. Uh, I will post the, the question for those who uh, didn't get it. I'll post the question in the post and also in the comment section. And um, yeah, so the question is, what is the biggest challenge in marketing that you face in your business? So uh, this is the question of the day uh, by Ange. Um, so thank, thanks for um, coming in today. And any last advice, uh, especially for those mothers who are sitting on the fence that really want to step into entrepreneurship, but um, they, they, are, they are fearful about, uh, about come, uh, stepping into it. So what's your last, last advice, Ange? Right. I would say um, you, always, you always regret what you didn't do, not what mm. you didn't do. So I would say if you're, you're thinking about it, 
then there's something there. There's something mm. in you that means that you can you can actually do this. Mm. It's in your head, you can do it. So I would say give it a try. And yeah. um, you will be amazed at what you can do. You'll be amazed at how, how far you can grow. Mm. Um, and as I said, when I, I, I look back and I think of how fearful I was to, mm. to run an office, uh, and that's just something that's just nothing to me now. And then as you, as you grow, it's it's kind of like you, as you, you move up, you move on. Mm. Uh, everything that seemed to be difficult mm. uh, at first, you look back and it was, oh, well, that was easy. Mm. So usually the challenges or the perceptions of things being difficult, is all in your head. Yep. It's a question of mindset. So I would, yeah, my, my mantra, my motto yeah. is just do it. So mm. I would just say, just do it. Yeah, just do it. That's that's a very very good advice and good tip because a lot of, a lot of people have been thinking and thinking and thinking and they mm-hmm. never take action, mm-hmm. and um because without doing it you will not realize that whether it works or it doesn't work, mm-hmm. but nevertheless at least you take the courage to really step up. And thanks Edge for for today for the wonderful time. I had a really good chat, a lot of value. I learned a lot more new things from you. And I really thank you for coming onto my show, making time. And I'm really looking forward to invite you again to my show and share more and more values, especially in marketing, content marketing, mm-hmm. uh, especially for those who have stepped on board on as a mompreneur. Mm-hmm. So uh, nevertheless, uh, welcome to Mother Industries. Kenneth here signing off with Ange Dog. Uh, thank you guys for watching. And for those watching replay, thank you very much. Thanks, Ange. Thank thanks, Kenneth. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye.